The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for Glenn this week, who is on vacation. 888-727-BECK. A lot to get into today. Uh, and awful lot of fun. We, we have this new study that I just noticed um, about humankind. We're like a, a really bad virus for this planet. The world's 7.6 billion people represent just 0.01% of all living things. One one hundredth of 1%? Well, yeah, if you include plants and bacteria. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, so... We're going to compare our life to bacteria. And that's kind of what this new study did. Um, and they, they claim that since the dawn of civilization, humanity has caused the loss of 83% of all wild mammals and half of plants. I don't buy that. Humans have killed 83% of all the wild animals that have lived on this planet? Shut up. I just, I just don't, I don't believe that. Um, but this is the kind of stuff we're hearing all the time. Uh, yesterday in the afterglow of the big royal wedding, there was a news report about Prince Harry's brother William, Prince William, who was talking about how population growth in Africa is wiping out the wildlife population there. And let's just say, for the for argument's sake, that that's true. And what, what would you have done about it? What would you do about it? What action do you recommend? Well, the answer is from people who feel this way, from people who do these studies, reduce the human population so animals and bacteria can thrive here because all life is the same, right? Leftists have been hysterical about population control or the population bomb uh, for decades. Remember, uh, back in the 60s and 70s, Stanford biologist Paul Ehrlich made all kinds of doomsday overpopulation predictions, including the battle to feed all of humanity is over. He said that in 1970. He went on to forecast that the, uh, that hundreds of millions would starve to death in the next decade of the 70s that 65 million of those who starved to death would be Americans. The crowded India was essentially doomed, and odds were pretty fair. England would not exist in the year 2000. Man, that is scary. When 2000 comes around, uh, I'd get off that island if I were you. (laughs) He was so sure of himself that he warned in 1970, sometime in the next 15 years, the end will come. And by the end, he meant an utter breakdown of the capacity of the planet to support humanity. And a collapse of civilization is a near certainty within decades. And obviously, none of those scenarios came to pass. And today, we have double the population of 1970. Double. In fact, a little more than double. And his book, The Population Bomb, which I think came out in 1968, turned out to be such a bomb... Uh, that even the ultra-liberal New York Times finally realized in 2015 in an article called The Unrealized Horrors of Population Explosion 
that uh, Paul Ehrlich was full of crap. Sadly, there were a lot of people who bought into the cataclysmic hype from Ehrlich and others, including the governments of China and India, who instituted policies like forced sterilization, forced abortions, and other extreme and downright crazy measures that took human life for no reason. People are dangerous. And even though some of Ehrlich's most devoted disciples have seen the light in the last few decades and have realized just how incredibly wrong Ehrlich and the rest were, um, there's still others, on the other hand, with all the evidence to the contrary, that still believe and continue to push his agenda. Bill Gates is one of them. Bill Gates pushes the overpopulation agenda, and he pushes it hard. Uh, First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. 7.6 billion now. Uh, So it's already gone up quite a bit since he did this a few years ago. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Okay. If we do a really great job on reproductive health care and uh, vaccines, we can lower the population by 10 to 15 percent. Well, by reproductive health, he obviously means abortion, right? We're going to control human population through abortion. But what do vaccines have to do with limiting population growth and health care? Uh, I think with healthcare, he's talking about death panels. That because that's the only way you lower the population through healthcare. Because being healthier as a population would mean more people, not not ten to fifteen percent less. Just bizarre. And vaccines promote human life, unless you're controlling population growth with something in the vaccine other than disease prevention. Maybe you're sterilizing people with the vaccines. I, I don't. I don't. That's just bizarre. And as far as I've seen, nobody asks him about this when he does this presentation. How did Bill Gates from Microsoft get into population control? As passed down from his dad. Uh, Bill Gates had a uh, pretty interesting. Had some interesting things to say. Uh, about his dad and what his dad did in the past. The issue that really grabbed me as, as urgent uh, was were issues related to population, uh, reproductive health. But did you come to reproductive issues as an intellectual? When I was growing up, my parents were always involved in various uh, uh, volunteer things. My dad was uh, head of Planned Parenthood. Oh, and. Hmm. It was very controversial uh, to be involved with that. Why would that be, you know, killing babies? Why would that be controversial? That's really strange. It's not strange. <laughs> you mean people have a problem with killing babies? That's really, really weird. Uh, I think that's something a lot of people don't know about Bill Gates is that his dad was the head of Planned Parenthood. And from its inception, Planned Parenthood was designed to limit population by killing undesirables in our society. Undesirables to Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger meant 
blacks, minorities. In her own words, she said the minister's work is also important and he should be trained perhaps by Planned Parenthood Federation as to our ideals and the goal that we hope to reach. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. (laughs) That is just sinister. Decades later, the evil that is Planned Parenthood is praised, beloved, honored by the left, and its racist, evil, eugenics-loving founder is somehow strangely admired. We have 7.6 billion people on the planet and a much smaller percentage of starvation and lack of resources than ever before in human history. They couldn't have been more wrong about the population explosion, about the dangers we faced, thanks in large part uh, to capitalism. Also, if, if you're a believer, you know that mankind was given dominion over the earth and everything on it. Meaning we're stewards and, and we're supposed to take good care of the earth and the animals, but we're obviously the top of the food chain. We're more important than the animals. We're more important than bacteria or the plant life. God's first commandment was multiply and replenish the earth. He didn't say multiply and replenish the earth until 1968 and then uh, stop having babies because... Uh, Uh, We need to go to zero population by then. He created a planet that can sustain life. A planet durable enough to handle SUVs. And all these people with their cataclysmic predictions are dangerous and causing people to make ridiculous decisions like China and their forced abortion policy. 888 Uh, 888-727-BECK More Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for Glenn coming up on the Glenn Beck Program It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn uh, who is on vacation this week Gun control When will we finally When will we finally bring about common sense Gun reform, when? When? I don't know I don't either Can't be fast enough (laughs) It just can't It just can't Cannot be fast enough MSNBC's Katie Tour had uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton on yesterday. Her, uh, her badgering of him was unbelievable. Un- listen to this. Um, can you promise kids in Texas today that they're safe to go to school? You hear that question? Can you promise? Can you promise kids in Texas that they're safe? Well, no. Can you? Can you promise anything to anybody? Please? I can't promise that you're going to be alive in 30 seconds. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you can't, nobody can promise that. What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking to you, asinine. Ken Paxson. Right. Yes, you're the attorney general uh, from Texas. You should be able to promise that you should be able to guarantee Guaranteed. our safety. Look, I can say we've got a long way to go. I, I don't think anybody can promise that at this point. I do think there's a lot that right. we can do. I, I do think that this school was in the process of moving in that direction, they had they had resource officers there. Who that mm-hmm. the, the guy that you just talked about just might have saved many many lives uh, by being there at the right time. I think they were also in the process of potentially training teachers and administrators, 
and I think that will be helpful in the future. And I think we need more schools that have on-site mm. uh, law enforcement or trained teachers that can that can respond quickly instead of having to wait, you know, a few minutes for first responders. You know, we might end up losing a lot more kids. Yeah, I know we, we could have potentially lost a lot more kids, but we did lose eight kids, and we lost two teachers as well. That school was hardened, that school had done drills, that school had two armed resource officers. What else are you proposing to keep kids safe? You can't tell them they're safe today. Well, no, I don't think wow, there's any gosh. way to, to say that we're ever 100% safe. You've always got to be vigilant. I think they, were con they, I think they need to con continue to improve on their plan which may be a use of technology, um, maybe controlling access better, and also actually getting those teachers trained. I don't think they had finished their implementation of their plan. So what they had done was commendable, and I think it did save lives. Uh, if you, we look at Sutherland Springs Church, there was nobody in that church with a gun. What saved some of those people was that somebody ran into the church after a while and, and, right. and shot the gunman and probably saved many, many lives. But I, again, I do we want lost to point out, though, people. maybe more people would have died. But I, I, I think it, it's I don't think you're intending to do this, but I do think it minimizes the eight lives that were lost and the two lives no, that I, were lost to mm, say that, well, this, this person saved more lives. I, I do want to no, I, I want to play with you. One of the students, Paige Curry. And she does. Oh, and then she goes on to, to badger him further. Uh, it, it I mean. This is just, it's crazy talk. Uh, what she does here, it's, it's unbelievable to me. Uh, here's, here's what she, uh, she, she kept badgering him. Is this just what we're living in now, 2018, where, where the Attorney General mm. of Texas, and I'm sure you're doing your very best, will, will, mm -hmm. will tell me on, on national news that we can't keep kids safe, that they're never going to be 100% safe? I mean, that to me just... yeah. I'm sorry, sir, but that's wild. Why, why is it wild? What, what do you suggest? How do you how do you make people 100 yeah, percent safe? Put it back safe? on her. You you don't. Yeah, that's what I, how, I wish you would have done that. How do you make them 100 percent? Give me tell a suggestion. Me. You you tell me how you make people 100 percent safe. Got a, you got the idea? You got the plan? Let's do it. We can protect all children from all uh, murderers, and we can safeguard this whole society from terrorists. 100 percent. 100 percent of the time. And never fail. You tell me. Well, so there's wow. definitely more we can do. We've got a long way to go. We we haven't yeah. begun to do what we need to do. We have we've we've ignored the problem. We've tried to mm -hmm. deal with this through regulation, which you know somebody that wants to kill somebody is not going to follow a new gun law. We need to look at what the Israelis done. You know, in 1974, they had uh, they had a, a similar situation where tw I think it was 22 kids died, 68 injured. And they've been able to lock their schools down since. We need to go to some model like that. It's you just know, I understand that, and, and I spend a lot of time in Tel Aviv, and I've been to a lot of schools in Tel Aviv. I, I've got I've got stepkids mm. who oh, go to school she's in Tel Aviv, an and, on this and you're now. right, there are okay. armed guards standing at the doors uh, yeah, to Israeli schools. They are locked Israel. down, but but again, this school had that. No, this no, school didn't. didn't have armed guards at the doors. No, it, no, did it didn't, Katie. Oh, this is agonizing. They were in the process of implementing, I think, greater plans than what you what you're talking about. They weren't done. And and look, I'm, I'm just asking, what else can be done with two guys oh holding guns? They had mm. they had drills. What else are you proposing? I'm proposing that they finish their plan, which was to to arm teachers and administrators. You don't know what teacher might have been in a better place than one of those resource officers. It may have been enough to save everybody. At least let's do the training and let's do the best. Let's do better than we are now. Let's improve the situation. Let's, uh, let's create a deterrent, first of all, mm -hmm. that when a shooter's coming in, they know there's, there, there's uh, armed 
people and they don't know who they are. That it may kid be the was deter- a student. Presumably, he he knew that there were two resource officers there. Attorney but General. It, but, it, but had there been but had there been teachers, he may not have known which one, he would have likely not known which ones of them were armed, and he would have been. Uh, I wonder if that to, would have stopped defend. him. I wonder if that would have stopped him. Texas Look, Attorney General. Know, wow. We can't know what's in his head, but we can know that we can do better. I mean, that is amazing. Hey, where do you stand on this, Katie? I'm I'm a little confused. Wow, that was such a a great right down the middle job of a journalist. I I don't know where you stand on the gun control issue. (laughs) Huh. I I mean, Ken Paxton showed the patience of Joe. Yes, he did. I'd have been screaming at the top of my lungs by the end of that interview. Katie, why don't you tell me what you would do? Uh, I mean, you don't even have to scream. Yeah, right? you just stop and go. Wait a second. How do you safety wrap Katie. our society? Go ahead, tell me. Hundred percent. Give it to me, and I'd love the advice here because obviously you know of some magical cure that's going to guarantee the safety, one hundred percent guarantee the safety of all of our children. You have to know it, otherwise you wouldn't be asking me what I was going to do. Right, right. So um, please share it with us. Share your magic. What is it? I mean, that's despicable. <laughs> Jeez. MSNBC is uh, terrible. Wow. I mean, pathetic. And uh, just a propaganda arm of the left. During during the, the Obama administration, they, they were just essentially the propaganda arm of the Obama administration. And now they just, they continue to, to spew out the all the garbage from the left. Anything that uh, the left wants out there, NBC is there to spew it for you. I mean, how would you 100% guarantee the safety? Leave them at home. Yeah. How about this? Uh, the kids stay home. I mean, that's what the okay? the two uh, former education secretaries suggested. You know, pull parents to pull their children out of schools in the public school system. And they were the, you know, they're trying to say that they'd pull them out until they make the schools safer. The two right. uh, former Obama uh, secretaries. Um, yeah, um, where where were you when the shootings were happening during the Obama administration? Right. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. No, not, you didn't say a word. But that's okay because uh, you know parents uh, do have uh, the choice of it's called homeschooling, and more and more people are doing it. I mean, that'd be certainly safer than having a thousand kids in one location. Yes. I mean, I can't have them in a thousand locations. <laughs> I mean, when you've got schools the size of the schools that we have in Texas, one of our schools in the DFW area has over 5,000 kids. (laughs) How do you safeguard them 100%? I mean, they have three or four campuses. Make them stay home. Yes. Stay home. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, 888-727-BECK. We're going to talk to John Ziegler about an article he wrote, article that I believe is in part, at least, about Glenn. <laughs> He's uh, Ziegler is uh, not, maybe not the biggest Trump fan on, Boy, on planet John, Earth. John, we're talking about the same John Ziegler? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, neither have we been, although... I, I we mean, have we, been willing to give uh, yes, credit where credit Trump is due. credit. When he has done yes. things that are good. Yes. And I think we still call him out when he does things hey, that we, we have to. with which we disagree. You know, we just, we try to be honest about it. And, um, and nonpartisan. I mean, I just, it's, 
it's either conservative or it's not. You either have the principles or, or you don't. And so when he's not putting forth those principles, we call him on it. And when he is, we we praise him for it. Isn't that the way it should be? I, I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, 888-727-BECK. So we're going to talk to him in about uh, half an hour or so. We'll, we'll do it at the top of uh, next hour. In the meantime, though, I wanted to share with you the sheer profound genius that is Sheila Jackson Lee. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, I. Yeah. Because uh, we just had I, the wonder of Katie Tour from MSNBC. Yeah, but I, I, and, I miss the wonder of Sheila Jackson Lee. I do too, because we don't hear from her enough, and often enough anymore. And uh, and is there so a problem. Uh huh. Is there a problem? No, why we well, don't hear from her? Not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of. But when <sighs> when she's when she's sharing her wisdom with us, we need to take. It. We need to take it, and we need to ingest it. And so here she is uh, talking, of course, about the Second Amendment and speaking directly to those people that believe in the Second oh, Amendment. Okay, good. Let me speak to those who continuously tout the Second Amendment. The First Please. Amendment is not without uh, Supreme Court definition. That right. if wait, I thought we were talking about the Second, Second Amendment. And what are you going to the First Amendment for? What? Uh, don't question. Uh, don't know. I mean, this is Sheila Jackson Lee genius. So don't. Proud at the. Uh, that is not protected by the First Amendment. Okay, yelling uh, fire in a crowded theater. That's what they always go to. Or wolf. Or wolf. Or calling wolf in a crowded theater. Can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> and it is, it's the, uh, it's the wolf and uh, fire clause in the Constitution yeah, is, yeah. that says you do have freedom of speech, but you can't cry wolf or fire in a crowded theater. But, or, but the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. But the Second Amendment, we'll get to that in a second. And that okay. means that if you take assault weapons and bump uh, and use bump uh, weapons, bump, uh, assault, bump, uh, bump fixtures to fixtures. make an assault weapon and you kill. <laughs> you use, wait, you use bump fixtures? <laughs> that is outstanding. That means if you take an assault bump, use bump, 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 use bump, bump. fixtures, uh, if you do the bump. Uh, from Bend the this. 70s, that was a really good dance. It was fun for about 15 minutes. Um, uh, hundreds of people, tens upon tens of people. Tens That's of not protected by the Second Amendment. Whoa. Did you just hear that? Okay. <laughs> Killing tens of tens of people is not protected by the Constitution. I didn't realize that. Yeah, hundreds of by tens. <laughs> Since when is murder not constitutionally protected? When did that happen? I don't know. I missed it. I miss it, but I, this is this is so becoming this so is going I. to become a clip of the ages soon. Yes, it is. It's pretty close. It, it already. might already be I, there. Could not be. And so we've got to find a way to keep guns away from people who would do Ooh. harm. Right. We have to find right, a way right. to intervene in the lives of young people. This young. Why haven't we thought of this? Before? I don't know. Why haven't we said? I don't know. Uh, no, you're a person who will do harm. I don't. I see that. I foresee that in your future. So no, you can't have, you a, can't gun. have a gun. You can't have a gun. You can't have a gun. And I see it. And uh, I can't allow it because you would go out and kill hundreds, tens, and tens of people. <laughs> and that's not constitutionally protected. No, now, not. I know you think murder is constitutionally protected, but, but it not. isn't. What if I wanted to go out and bump, bump, get a bump? Well, bump, if you want bump, bump fixtures. Bump fixtures. 
Uh, you can't have them. Okay. You can't have bump fixtures. Person shot people he did not like. You have to mm. find a person like that that mm-hmm. has a born to kill T-shirt yeah. uh, shown on his Facebook. That child needs intervention oh. either by way of mental right. health needs or mm-hmm. behavioral needs. And therefore, we've got to honor these children, not just mourn these children. It deals with guns. Uh, it deals with parents' responsibility in locking them up. Uh, it deals well, with intervention on a child's mindset. Uh, and it certainly mm-hmm. deals with enhanced school safety. But I want... Huh. She did actually get into some areas there where, yeah, we can do better on the parental uh, issues. Yes, we can. You know your children better. Be nice. You know, the, these particular Isn't parents uh, from Texas said he was a smart, quiet, uh nice boy well smart quiet nice boys don't murder 10 people right. at their high school so maybe you didn't know your son as well as you thought you did which is possible uh, you know and look he had a born to kill t-shirt on his facebook page so and what do you, you do can't with have that? that what do you do you with that not have that if you've got a picture of you with- not against the law not against the law. a picture with a yeah. t-shirt i mean it could have been a gift anybody's mm-hmm. got- there's thousands of pictures if not millions yes so, do you arrest everybody with a "Born to Kill" T-shirt? Well, I guess so. If you if you if you do, if you go down the line of, uh, I think you're going to be a bad person. So yeah. you're not going to get a gun. You can't have a gun because here's the thing: murder is not constitutionally protected. You cannot go out and kill hundreds, tens of tens of people. <laughs> uh, really? So, yeah, yeah. Let me make sure I understand okay. what it is she's saying. Let's go back to the beginning. And really decipher what she's what she's saying. Let here. me speak to those who continuously tout the Second Amendment, the Please. First Amendment. Wait, you're gonna? I love that. Let me speak to specifically to those continuously in, tout the, the Second, Second Amendment. Amendment, the First, the first Amendment. Amendment. Let me speak to those who continuously <laughs> tout the Second Amendment. The First Amendment is uh-huh. not without uh, Supreme Court definition that if you cry fire in a crowded uh-huh. theater. Cry fire in a crowded theater. Uh, that is not protected by the First Amendment. Okay. And that means that mm. if you take assault weapons and bump uh, and use bump uh, weapons, bump, uh, bump weapons. Uh, fixtures, fixtures to make an assault weapon and you kill weapon. Uh, hundreds of people, tens upon tens of people, hundreds that's of people, not protected tens of tens by the Second Amendment. It should not be. So you can't kill hundreds of people or tens, or and, tens, tens and tens of people. Tens and tens. Okay, don't kill hundreds of people and don't kill tens and tens of people. That is not constitutionally protected. What if there's actually a fire in the theater? Can I yell fire then? Apparently not. But you can yell wolf. Okay, good. If there's a fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. If there's a fire. I get to yell wolf. You can yell. I can yell wolf. Wolf. Wolf, but no way can I yell fire. Ever. Right, right. Okay. I do not want to hear you yelling fire uh, under any circumstances. Okay. In a crowded theater. In a half full theater, that's fine. But not oh, okay, in a crowded, not a crowded one. one. Because the Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell, wolf in a crowded theater. <laughs> These Democrats are such constitutional scholars. They, oh, man. Oh, like the back of their hand. Don't challenge them. Don't even try to challenge them. Uh, so they, you're exactly right. They know the Constitution like the back of their hand. Yeah. And the con- they know that the Constitution doesn't protect doesn't you protect from you. killing hundreds of people or tens and tens of people. And they know that the Constitution does not protect you from crying wolf in a crowded theater. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just butt stupid. We have the dumbest representatives 
on the Democrat side that you can possibly imagine. It's embarrassing. It's, it certainly it's is. It's absolutely embarrassing. I mean, it that's as bad is. as Katie Tour, And Katie Tour is not an elected official. Uh, right. She's just a face on MSNBC. It, it's just, it's really, uh, it's sad and pathetic. And they keep getting reelected. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is never going to be voted out of no office. Way. No matter how ridiculous she is. Uh, she, you know, it is possible she's got something more wrong with her than stupidity. Nancy Pelosi? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. I mean, I believe that we've played some of the uh, some of the examples. Yes, that sound you know scary. I believe that where they, you're you're concerned for her. And there there was a uh, one that they showed that just happened recently that where she spaced on one of her speeches, and we've seen worse. Yeah, uh, of yeah. her going into um, and back. <laughs> I mean, she. <laughs> yeah, she, she just loses it. Just for goes a while. away, man. Uh-huh. And I am familiar uh-huh. with that particular uh, yeah. train of. And every time that happens, I go back to thought. the uh, pharmacist who services Congress. Yes. There's a pharmacy that's right next to yeah, the Capitol. Been there for 100 years or whatever. Yeah, and he, he delivers medication to them. And he said he has delivered Alzheimer's medication to people in Congress. That's kind of an issue. Yeah, it's a huge issue, and we kind need to know issue. about it. And so you wonder, well, who's that? Who are these people that have Alzheimer's disease and are battling with it in the U.S. Congress? That kind of a concern. Well, just a, a tad. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. It's Pat and uh, Jeffy for Glenn this week. He's uh, on vacation. Triple eight. 727 back. <laughs> hey, the new uh, Los Angeles Rams stadium uh, is supposed to be somewhat nice. It, yeah. You know, for $4 billion, it'd probably better be nice. Four, $4 billion. $4 billion is what it's up to now. In today's world, though. <laughs> In today's world, $4 billion. Yeah, what do $4 you get? Billion used what to do you get? It used to get you a pretty decent stadium. Hey, I'm, looking, talking, about, I'm talking about today's Yeah, world. you're right. You're right. Not today. What's $4 billion? I mean, do you get a luxury box even? I don't know. Well, yeah, you get luxury, but you get like the business class luxury boxes. Not the first class. You, don't get, you the, get the business. Yeah, the business class okay. luxury boxes. You know, where like scaled back. Know, maybe 10 people, 15 mm-hmm. tops. Okay. And maybe, you know, with the you know how the luxury boxes you get food? Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with luxury boxes. I I've mean, heard some of, of us are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there for the food. Mm-hmm. Um, in those, in the business class ones, yeah. you have to go like go out into the hallway and get your own food Ask for you know bring food <clears throat> okay in. yeah the luxury boxes they just bring it to you <laughs> uh four billion dollars that's a, that's a pretty penny the most expensive stadium ever built is metlife stadium in new jersey 1.7 billion wow uh the raiders new stadium in las vegas is expected to cost more than two billion yeah. but this is still double that now, the Rams and Chargers are both going to use it. Well, so, right there, you've cut, you've cut the you cost cut in it, half. There you cut it's it. Two it's billion. Two billion per team. <laughs> For some reason, though, I think this is mostly the Rams, and they're just, I don't know if they lease it was, during certain games to the Chargers or how that arrangement works. Uh, $4 billion, though, man. Wow. Yeah, and the actual um, owner, I think, has... 
like one point. I was I was just reading. He's well, the, he's only his investment is something like one point uh, six billion. Yeah, one point six billion. Can't expect the owners to pay for yeah, their own stadium. Yeah, I really can. Oh, no, you can't. I, I, the, I can. The cities actually. have to help. That's insanity. The cities have to help. That's a that's a clear fact. <laughs> uh, I I mean, why why would the city pony pony up any of the money? Why would the residents of the city pay for the owners? new stadium just the, the are they help? getting any of the revenue yes the no city is. no the they're city, not it's helping the city it's helping now, the city pat you can make that point yeah, they do you can make they that case. drive it home with those numbers yeah they do and they and look uh, we call it uh we'll call it uh you know a, a penny for happiness yeah a penny for the rams a, uh, pe- a penny for la and that's what they'll say they'll say that you know the restaurants yeah. are gonna get business the cabs are going to get business. But guess what? Movie theaters, everybody will get business. And while that in the area. is true, and that's their argument, and, I, and mm-hmm. I've been through it. Uh, one big one in Tampa when they were building Tampa, man, they, they would not stop. And they got it. They went through. They always do. They go through. They almost and, always you know, do. The thing is, you can't use the stadium. You know, it's your stadium. Yeah. But it ain't your stadium. Exactly. You know, you don't get to use it. Yeah. If my tax dollars are going to your stadium, I should. I should be able to go to games for access. free. I should have access to it. Yeah, yeah. I should be able to use it for free. And and look, you 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 could if you were part of the sports authority, which has been put together, yeah. uh, to help uh-huh. focus the energy uh-huh. on the team and the community and the help that the team and community and tax dollars are doing mm-hmm. for you. The yeah, 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 yeah. The sports authorities. Uh, <laughs> they put together a sports authority when I was in Houston. And it was designed, oh, I, I believe, to make sure that the stadiums wouldn't be taxpayer funded, that they'd be funded some other way. We found no possible way and, we could do it uh, without that. Yeah, and they it didn't look. Work we out we that tried. Way. Doesn't work out that way. We tried. Mm-hmm. Did you? Mm-hmm. you? Look, we asked a couple of businesses if they'd like to donate. They said no. So we said, okay, tax. <laughs> I mean, it's clear. We tried. And then they threaten you with, okay, well, we'll if leave. you're not going to pony up the taxpayer dollars, uh, we'll leave. And nobody wants okay. to say. And nobody wants to well, say the sayonara. Fight, the, the fight is that except people San Diego do. did. Yep, I mean people do. There, yeah, there they are. Do. That's that's what the fight and is. And you lose right? the team. And people say, "Well, then bye." And so forty percent mm-hmm. of the city is saying bye, and sixty percent says yes. The team stays, and the other forty percent are paying the taxes with everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, San Diego lost the Chargers. There you go. Just that way. All right. See you later. And they left. Bye. <laughs> And they left. Uh, and now they're about to play football in a $4, Four billion dollar stadium. Wow. Glenn Beck. Pat Gray for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Jeffy's here as well. Glenn's on vacation this week. 888-727-BECK. Uh, uh, John Ziegler from freespeechbroadcasting.com wrote a great article uh, about Trump and conservatives. Um, he started out by saying it's no secret that despite numerous scandals, two big selling bombshell books about him and the ongoing Russian investigation, President Trump's poll numbers have recovered this year and are now in the realm of respectability. There's many explanations for this phenomenon, but many people who call themselves conservatives have settled on the one which makes them feel the best. Trump has exceeded our incredibly low expectations and now deserves credit for a lot of really good accomplishments. <clears throat> Uh, He writes, I have recently seen this now popular position be suddenly postulated by major commentators for whom I have great respect. 
as well as via people of questionable character and intellect on Twitter and Facebook, whose names I don't even know to be real. <laughs> uh, John Ziegler from freespeechbroadcasting.com joins us on the Glenn Beck program with Pat Gray. Hey, John, welcome. Hey, Pat, that's some funny stuff there. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I enjoyed the article. It's, uh, it, it's, it's well-written, and I think really true. Um, and I just I couldn't help but wonder... If one of those major commentators for whom you have great respect is uh, Glenn Beck, who was wearing a Make America Great Again cap last week. Well, that's a great question. Uh, and uh, as you know, um, I uh-huh. do link uh, to that phrase, or from that phrase, to an article about Glenn uh, wearing the, the Make America Great Again hat. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, for the record, I am not wearing a Make, a, Make America Great Again hat right now. And neither uh, am I. Neither am I, okay. nor will I ever. Um, Nor will I ever. Right and, and look, um, <clears throat> to be clear, you, you guys you guys know me pretty well at this point, and mm-hmm. uh, I've gotten to know Glenn pretty well over the years, and I have had a, a very uh, fairly dramatic evolution about my my view of Glenn, having gotten to know him. And mm-hmm. he and I exchanged um, some some pretty pointed emails after that <laughs> that that uh, episode on Friday, and I think that I understand where Glenn is coming from a lot better. Than I did at first. I, at first, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but then I think I, I understood it a little bit better. I think Glenn deserves, uh, from my perspective, um, some benefit of the doubt because of the <laughs> the courage that he has shown during this entire uh, Trump, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a fiasco from the standpoint of conservatism. Um, and so I'm, I'm I am willing to to hear Glenn out on this. He mm-hmm. is not the reason I wrote the column. Uh, he was. I was going to write that column before Glenn did that because this is something that I think is a far greater <clears throat> phenomenon than just Glenn. Oh yeah, and I and I and I think that Glenn, um, I think Glenn has a lot of factors into his thinking that that most people, maybe even you guys, <laughs> couldn't possibly comprehend uh, as far as the, the complexity of it. Uh, that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking more generally about the people who are believing this simply because it makes them feel good about themselves. I don't put yeah. Glenn in that in that category. No. Uh, right. And and I think that Glenn, while I disagree with the substance of what substantiated his position, I believe that he he thinks that this is a substantive position. And that's fine. That, that that's what mm-hmm. you know, that's what discussion's about. That's what disagreement is about. And he and I have shared some of those disagreements to, uh, at each other on Twitter and, I guess, as I said, on email. So, so this is not about Glenn, although I certainly understand why people are, were going to interpret that it, that way. I, I considered that as I wrote the column. Of, oh, boy. People, people are going to think I'm th- talking about Glenn Beck here, and I'm, I'm not really, although, again, uh, I'm, I'm a very honest guy, and I, I am referencing uh, at least uh, – vaguely what happened on Friday, which was really very dramatic, as you guys know, and, and got a lot of people's attention. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's, I think this is one of the reasons he did it, um, was was to shake things up a little bit. Um, it's interesting, though, because, uh, you know, the Trump presidency, which I was not excited about, has probably been better than I anticipated, we, we, you, but you would not say so. See, that's interesting that you say that, Pat. And, mm-hmm. and expectation—I'm a big believer that expectations are everything in life. Yeah, and, and they really are. Mm-hmm. And 
Trump has benefited more than anyone I can think of from the phenomenon of low expectations. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I mean, when I watch uh, most of the conservative media coverage of Donald Trump, I, I know you guys are sports fans. I'm also a golf fan. It reminds me a lot of watching the Golf Channel cover Tiger Woods. Uh, you know, these days when when Tiger finishes an entire 18 hole round without pooping himself, uh, the the, uh, the Golf Channel <laughs> is exceedingly day. exciting. And oh my gosh, he's back. He's only 14 <laughs> shots down going into the final round, and he's just amazing. And yeah. uh, of course, the, the biggest difference though is. Donald Trump never won 14 major championships. That's correct. Right. Uh, Tiger Woods at least deserves, uh, you know, some of that uh, that hype and benefit of the doubt, um, uh, despite his other personal problems. There's a lot that Trump and and, and Tiger have in common, by the way. But uh, 14 majors is not one of them, and and so I think that the low expectations is really extraordinary. And I think it goes mm-hmm. back to okay, so to what do we compare Trump to? Okay. See, I think that one of the things he benefits from in in conjunction with the low expectations is that for conservatives, they think Hillary Clinton was going to end the world. Right. So, yes. so, so anything that doesn't end the world is better. We're ahead of we're ahead of the game. Yeah. And and see, I've oh. never I've just never accepted that premise because. Hillary Clinton, as awful as she was, and terrible as candidate she was, and uh, as morally decrepit as she is, uh, all those things I, I acknowledge, um, she was going to be working with the Republican Congress, and, and she was going to want to get reelected. And so I, I just have never, I've never bought into this notion that she was something that we could not have survived. And, so, and, I, and I also... And I think way we I looked, learned that, John, we, yeah, we uh, did. under Obama. Yeah, we did. Right? Which, in 2009, we were doubting that we were going to survive yeah. eight years of Obama, and we did. Right. But we a, did. And by the way, with a Democratic Congress for a large portion of right. that. Right. So, um, and so, I, I get, that's a very good point. And I... Um, and so, and by the way, the other thing I compare this to is, and maybe you know, I'm not known as a delusional optimist, but uh, I, I am still upset that the president is not either Marco Rubio or Scott Walker, um, because I think both of those guys would have beaten Hillary easily. Uh, Donald Trump ended up winning with effectively Scott Walker's map. That was Scott Walker's map. Uh, and if the if if Matt Drudge and the and and the portions of the conservative media that just weren't thrilled with Scott Walker because he was boring uh, hadn't abandoned him, if people remember correctly, he was the front runner before Trump got in. Uh, if if that had if Trump had never gotten in, I believe Scott Walker would have been the nominee. Maybe even Marco Rubio would have been his VP, and we would have two young uh, real conservatives in the White House with a Republican Congress, and the accomplishments that would would be achieved would would dwarf whatever it is that we're trying to pretend uh, that Donald Trump has done here uh, because I, what I have seen yeah well, yeah we have we have not the world has not been destroyed under Donald Trump um, uh, but it's early <laughs> he's, he's two and a half years in and and to me the accomplishments have been overstated and the dangers have been by some conservatives I'm not saying Glenn but but many of his most ardent fans are underestimating the the dangers and, and let's use the Hillary example I mean my god you guys know this better than anybody if if Hillary Clinton had been credibly accused of one tenth of some of the things that Donald Trump has been accused of 
both in the realm of the Russian investigation and related areas, they, they, most of the conservative media would be on 24-7, hair on fire alert. Uh, and the hypocrisy has been astounding. And some, and some of the people uh-huh. I really used to respect in the conservative media have really embarrassed themselves. Although... Oh yeah, during I, this I entire uh, during this entire mm-hmm. presidency, and I, and I do agree with that. They have never, and by they, the the Democrats or the left or the liberal media, whatever you want to call them, have been relentless in hammering Donald Trump for everything he does. And so, at some point, we all said, "Man, give the let the guy give the guy a chance." Oh, I'm all for Jeffy. I'm all for giving him a chance, and I've given him a chance. And I, you know, I, I can't stand it when people use the uh, Trump derangement syndrome, uh, you know, description because right. I don't believe I have Trump derangement syndrome. I've complimented them when he deserves it, and I agree that the. And look, I've said many, many times that the news media, in a large part, is getting what it deserves for having had eight years of having the pom-poms out for Barack Obama. Yep. When you have the pom-poms out for Barack Obama for, for actually more than eight years, because they got him elected. That's why I made the movie, Media Malpractice, how Obama got elected. So for, for basically nine or ten years, you have the pom-poms out uh, with no objectivity whatsoever. Now, all of a sudden, you're yeah. going to pretend that right. you're, you're the fourth estate and your job is to hold people accountable? Yeah. Sorry, you don't yeah. get to do that. Nobody you, you, lo- you lost your moral authority. And that's, by the way, by why it's not working. That's part of the why, part of why Trump is not just surviving, but in many ways he's prospering because the yeah. media has completely lost its power to influence these events for at least 40% of the population. And yeah. that's dangerous, but it's understandable given what they did with Obama. There's also kind of a phenomenon where the media is so over the top that it just kind of brings out a defensive mechanism. Sure does. Uh, in in people who have rooted for Republicans, generally speaking. Well, and, I'm going to differ with you guys a little bit on that. I mean, I, I get that a lot of this is over the – it seems over the top. Uh, see, I don't give Trump any credit for having an R next to his name because I never believed he's a Republican. So <laughs> Yeah, so, well, uh, so there is that. The, so therefore, I don't have that defense mechanism uh, inherently in me with Donald Trump. Um, but also, um, I do think there's a little bit benefit. Trump also benefits from what I call the big lie theory, uh, that some of uh, his scandals and his lies are so large that we are hesitant. Even I am hesitant. Like, for instance, the Russia thing. I've never said he's guilty of Russian collusion, mm-hmm. but the whole concept is so enormous. It's tough to wrap your brain around and actually believe it, even if you don't like the guy. It's tough to and believe so, it either way. When yeah. you start going inside, either way, I mean, it's either Trump or Obama and who knew and when they knew and what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's a difficult thing to wrap your head around, and it's a difficult thing to care about. Well, I don't know about the class part. I mean, I, I get that a lot of people are, have stopped caring because it's supposedly gone on so long and it's complicated, and we don't like that. We're, we're short attention. <laughs> for sure. And, and, That's and, for and, sure. and, you know, we like things that are simple. But I, yep. I frankly, frankly, I am appalled by a lot of what we've already learned in the Russian investigation, and, and even we seem to learn almost on a daily basis. And I have to say that, that, that Trump's reaction to it, Trump's reaction to it, is probably the strongest evidence that there is something seriously, seriously wrong here. I don't know what it is exactly. I have some theories, 
But mm-hmm. his reaction is completely inconsistent with that of an uh, of an innocent man. If you if you think you're going to be exonerated, and which by the way, Robert Mueller is a respected Republican. Let's remember that before this became political. I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. so if you think you're if you're innocent, you're the president of for the freaking United States. You you you're party is in control of both houses of congress you have mm-hmm. a state-run fox news channel which is the highest rated cable news network that will do your bidding on everything you have a right. conservative media industrial complex you cannot get railroaded for being an innocent person when you're the president of the united states under these circumstances and yet here you have the perfect situation to be exonerated and you're calling it a witch hunt on a daily basis why why there's no explanation well, for that, guys. That's Donald Trump. Yeah. So you're saying, <laughs> well, John, I, sh- I should hold off sending you the mega hat that uh, Glenn yeah, wore well, on Friday? Because uh, it's right here. We can put it in the mail. I mean, it's right in front of me. I was going to get it in the mail to you today. Well, would you guys uh, sign it? If you guys sign it, and, 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 and maybe, uh, maybe I might find some value in that. <laughs> Let me ask you this uh, off topic. Uh, Please. Uh, what about the uh, Penn State movie on Netflix? Yeah, Have you Paterno? seen that yet? The Paterno movie? Yeah, um, I mean, I can't <laughs> tell me. Is it good? Well, I know. Well, no, I know your answer. It, well, it's a fantasy. It's a. Yes, it's, 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 it's literally a fantasy based upon a, a media created myth. I've written quite a bit about it. I, yeah, I know. Um, which you can you can find at uh, framingpaterno dot com. You guys know better than mm-hmm. almost anybody else in the news, news media how everything people have been told about that entire Penn State Jerry Sandusky Joe Paterno story. Totally wrong. I know you've well, turned totally, it upside down. Totally, totally wrong. wrong. Mm-hmm. Totally wrong. I've investigated for six years. I'm the only person that's come to a conclusion against my own self-interest. I know more about the story than anybody in the world. I'll debate anyone, anytime, place. I will bet anything that I am right about it, and it's not even close. That's what's so, that's what's so scary about it. I have no connection to Penn State. I don't even like the people I'm defending. Uh, I mean, in fact, I hate many of them. Uh, there's never been a story of more abject media malpractice uh, that makes what happened with Obama look like child's play, uh, more cowardice. Uh, and, and frankly, it's scary, because if it can happen in a situation like this to really good people, then it can happen anywhere. So... And w- yeah. So, no, I was just wondering. So, since its uh, release, have you gotten any strong feedback like uh, you're right or this was trash and now you're wrong? What's been the feedback? Well, well um, people are pretty dug in on this. I mean, the people yeah. that you know, are my supporters. Mine's have been made that- up. Well, yeah, and that, and and without any real information, the movie. Here's what's interesting to me about the movie: the movie actually um, kind of gets it um, right, only in the opposite direction. Uh, to, 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 in a very short, here, very short. Here's my analysis of the movie: the movie basically pretends that Joe Paterno, because he was so old, forgot that Jerry Sandusky was a pedophile. That's a fairly good analysis in one sentence wow, of what the wow. basis of the movie is. Here's what really happened. Joe Paterno forgot that he hadn't been told that Joe that Jerry Sandusky uh, had been abusing a boy and got manipulated by prosecutors and by his own son and by his own assistant coach because 10 years later all the incentives changed. That's actually what happened. And so it's funny to me that HBO was kind of like in the right ballpark. They just got in the absolutely 100% opposite direction of what really happened here. Amazing. Amazing situation. It really sure is. is. Uh, John Ziegler, freespeechbroadcasting.com. Also with uh, insightful articles on a regular basis on uh, mediate.com. That's, that's correct. Uh, and 
Well, where else are you? Because you're all over the place. Uh, <laughs> it was Zygmunt Freud is Zygmunt my Twitter Freud. handle. Right. That's one of the worst okay. Twitter handles of all time, but I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a tw- pretty good uh, Twitter follow, so uh, we have a lot of fun on Twitter, so follow, follow me there. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take See care. You, 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. That's uh, Pat and Jeffy for Glenn this week. 888 727 Beck. Uh, interesting article from movie critic Rex Reed titled, What Happened to Jim Carrey? Right? Wow. That's what I've been wondering for a while. A lot of people have. First of all, he turned super political. He kind of went the way of David Letterman. David Letterman yeah, used to be funny. Did. David Letterman used to be fun. Then David Letterman became a crotchety old progressive who hated everybody on the right. And I think that happened to Jim Carrey too. And it's the downfall of these people. And that's fine if they if they care more about their politics than they do their career. But nobody uh pays attention to Jim Carrey anymore, do they? No, because every once in a while he shows up and says something kind of good. And well, he, you think and you think, "Oh, okay." Maybe we'll give him a shot. He showed up at that longer, that prison or whatever, right? Yeah, it was. It wasn't that long ago. Former gang members or something. Yeah, it was. It was a club that invited former gang members in, and he showed up talking about Jesus and redemption, and it was it was pretty cool. Uh, But then he started babbling about gun control and all that. Ah, shut up! Just do a funny movie again. (laughs) That'd be nice. Instead. He's done some really bizarre, Polish, uh, ugly, icky, dark, dank drama movie is his latest. It's called Dark Crimes. That might be good. And Rex Rex Reed says... I like that stuff. Do you? I like the dark stuff. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, Rex Reed says it's so lurid, irrelevant, and unwatchable, it makes you wonder if he ever read the script. And he probably didn't, right? He needs the money. He needs the work. He wants to try to get out there. Probably, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's so many places <laughs> making movies now. He's hoping to make something dark and then sell it to Netflix and make a series. This is a guy who had a string of, what, six or seven hundred million dollar plus movies. We made a fortune. One massive hit after another. We made a fortune. Now, he's done many flops in a row. And this, this movie is so bad, it went straight to video. Ooh. <laughs> Oops. Ooh. Oopsie daisies. I mean, if you can't even get it to a Hulu or a Netflix. Right? Ooh. Yeah, not good. No. Come back to us, Jim. Uh, come back to us. Be funny again. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Ah, with Pat Gray. And Jeffy. Uh, Glenn is on vacation this week. Uh, and noon Eastern, immediately following uh, this show. What happens? Join me on my show. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, blazeradio.com. Also, the iHeartRadio app, and uh, just about everywhere else as well. Yeah, you can see it on, you know, you watch it on podcasts later at your leisure. Uh, or join us live. But why would you do that? But why? I mean, you know, I why? Mean, if you watch it at, at your leisure again, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right. maybe that's fine. Yeah, just to get your fill. You probably yeah. want to go back and yeah. get the subtle nuances. You want to catch it live. All the subtle nuances <laughs> of the show, so that's... Uh, 12 o'clock there Eastern. There are so many. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. I know. Oh, man. Uh, this is an interesting story. A circuit court judge just issued his restitution opinion for a teenager who pleaded guilty to starting the Eagle Creek Fire last oh. summer. 
I love it. This I've, burned how many acres? 48,000, 48, right? acres it burned. 48,000 yes. acres. Oof. The team uh, was in court on Thursday where 11 different claims were submitted from different agencies and companies. Yeah. And he has been charged with restitution of $36 million. Think about it. And the, that's not all. The kid's 15 years old. So he's got plenty of time. That's not all. He gets five years probation and 1,920 hours of community service with the U.S. Forest Service. Wow. Amazing. His attorney uh, wow. called it abs- the opinion absurd. Uh, you can kind of, I can see where that would, uh, where he would feel that way. I know, 36 could, million. I mean, this kid can never pay 36 million. Most people don't make 36 million in a lifetime. Look, the judge said the restitution is clearly proportionate with the offense. It doesn't break any of the constitutional laws. And it said, he also said, and I thought this was nice of the judge. He said, look, mm-hmm. if the teen cannot pay the millions in full, he can establish a pay schedule through the Hood River Juvenile Department. Pay schedule. <laughs> okay. You know, look, if you right, can't I'll pay, pay 56000 the- <laughs> a month for the rest of my life. You can't pay the $36 million in full, kid. Wow. It'll work out a payment. Right, I mean, that's what you got to do, right? I don't know that you could actually claim bankruptcy and then make it all go away. I wonder. I wonder. Because that's what you would obviously do if you could right that's i, I mean, think you just and he's to, only 15 now so I that think you stays just have with to you get an attorney and go to each uh each payment and say work out some kind of deal right whether some nothing or a little bit the court awarded restitution uh to the state on behalf of the following victims in the following amounts uh, $5,000 to Iris Shank, who uh, did her house burn down? Yeah, she was renting a house in the forest, and uh, it burned. She lost a bunch of stuff, a lot, everything okay. in the house. Uh, $8,100 to Allstate Insurance. So, so far, okay. yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's payable. It's doable. 31550 to Oregon State Park. It's still now, doable. It, it's still, still kind of doable. doable, but that's going to take a while. $100,000 to Huker Properties. It's still doable. That's still doable. I'm sorry. That's well, still doable. come on now. <laughs> now you're into... You're in over one hundred and forty. Yeah, that's 000. still doable, I think. Then one hundred and sixty-eight thousand to the Trail Club of. Oregon. I think you're still doable. Here, uh, so. Do you? I do. Do you think? I do. You're, you're, you're up not near three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand eh, dollars. Okay, a little over two. No, it's it's almost three hundred thousand. <laughs> All right. Well, then Union Pacific Railroad one million forty-eight thousand eight hundred seventy-seven. I mean, you might be close to a breaking point here. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be. One point six million to the Oregon State Fire. Marshal. I think that's a little excessive, but okay. Twelve million five hundred thousand to ODOT, the Oregon Department of Transportation. Uh, I mean, the infrastructure, right? It's just oof, twelve million five hundred thousand, and then, of course, you, to the U.S. Forest Service, you owe twenty-one million one hundred thirteen thousand seven hundred fifty-five dollars. How do you qualify that? I, I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know how. You I don't know. That. Uh, you charge them per tree burn. Yeah, I mean, I don't what know. What do you I do? Forty-eight thousand acres. I mean, I, I don't know how you, you. I guess you charge them an acre. I don't know. I don't know how they figure came to that that justification for the amount. But the judge was all saying that it was proportionate because uh, they were saying mm-hmm. that uh, it violated the Oregon and the Oregon and U.S. constitutions. But the judge like it's not. Well, it seems excessive to me to a fifteen-year-old. Come on. That's not excessive. Thirty-six million dollars. When when would it wouldn't be accessible? 
What do you mean? Well, like you said, you made a point it was excessive to a 15-year-old. But, I mean, are you thinking that someone older it No, it's be? excessive for everybody, but okay. especially yeah, a 15-year-old. Okay. I yeah. mean, who's going to pay 36? No one. I mean, if it's Bill Gates, it's not excessive. Right. I mean, if you hit the lotto, yeah. you pay it off. I mean, that's what the kid's doing, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the judge wrote, in short, I'm satisfied that yep. the restitution ordered in this case bears a sufficient relationship to yeah. the gravity of the offenses for which the youth was adjudicated. Yeah. The I mean, he was all for it. Wow. He was all for it. I, and I love the payment schedule. Look, if you can't pay it in full, I'm, a, I'm okay with that. I'm not saying you got to pay it in full right now. You can work out a pay schedule. You work the, out a pay schedule of a million a year for 36 years. We're uh, good. Think about that. We're good. So break that down per month. You will have no more payments, and you'll still be under 50 years old. You'll be good. <laughs> this guy could pay. That's amazing. About $60,000 a month for the next 36 years. <sighs> and maybe he could pay it off. No, it's more than 60000 No, it's more than that. I mean, I- wow, it's a lot more than 60000 <laughs> It's like uh, 80000 a month. <laughs> 80000 a month for the next 36 years. And he's fine. And you're all paid up. That's if you can get a 36-year payment plan. I mean, we started GoFundMe for the kid. What do you think? Sure. Sure. I mean, he's the one. Look, he admitted to it. He's guilty. Admitted yeah. to it. And now, he, they hur- but he didn't, he didn't start the fire on purpose, Well, right? they hurled fireworks into a canyon that oh. was, you know, in uh, along the hiking trail. And then they were all loving the spark of cloud and smoke and everything that came up out of the canyon from the fireworks. And there's even a little bit of a video somewhere of it. Oh, uh, wow. I don't know if this link takes me to the video or not. Uh, probably not. But, no, that just takes me to the fire videos. But, uh, you know, that's what started the actual 48,000 so fire. The- yes. Hmm. So he and his buds. And I don't know why where he gets. Uh, I, I'm fascinated. I never did see where it came down to why he's the only one. Yeah, it looks like he got all the blame. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure exactly why that is. And I'll try to find out why, but they didn't let me in the courtroom. I'd love to know. Maybe there's a lawyer they can... Uh... Uh, how does he us. get out of that? Yeah, how do you get out of that? Yeah, I don't know. That'd be fascinating to know. You you don't want to be saddled with a thirty six million dollar no, you do not. No, look you, to be fair. Like I said, you know, you, I think you just have to go to each one of these, right? Each one of these that you're supposed to pay restitution to and work out some kind of plan. And I don't know that they will work it out with you. I don't know that they say, you know, look, we got our insurance money, but we've already been paid, so you're good to go. First of all, you say to the U.S. Forest Service, eh, no. I'm not paying you $21 million. Hey, I'll buy a bag of seeds. Right. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to pay taxes to the U.S. government on the money I earn. And you're welcome you your to whatever to share the government gives to you. Okay? To Oregon Department of Transportation, you say the twelve million five hundred. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not paying that. My yeah, uh, Take some money from the stadium fund. <laughs> yes. I, I think you can work those. You probably work yes. those out. Uh, the Oregon State Fire Marshal, maybe as well, and uh, you know, and, and look, and the railroad company too, right? And, and Union Pacific, because uh, you know that was they, all insured. They know for a fact they're not getting that money. That right? was all insured. They've already, you know, you know, for a fact, there's no way this 15 year old kid is ever going to pay you no all of that money. It's all. It's a feel. Good, it's a feel good judgment, right? Yes. Maybe you work on trying to pay off 
Allstate and Irish Shank. Can you give Iris back her five grand? Uh-huh. Yeah, let, make her yeah. happy. Here's and, a, and the restitution to eighty of 8100 bucks to Allstate, and you call it a day. Hey, you know what? I'm even willing to pull the plug on Allstate. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, yeah. Actually. <laughs> I don't want to be in good hands. Okay. I want to say sorry. Uh, you know what, Allstate? Uh, I've known a couple of stories, and uh, that's a write-off a couple, for you. I have a couple of stories. You're not getting the eight grand yeah. from me. You just write that one down, okay? <laughs> Put it on your taxes. You can just plan on me not paying that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, and you know, something like that is going to take place because uh, there, there's no way this yeah. would, would ever happen. So right now, we're looking at Iris Shank getting her five grand back, and that's it. <laughs> Let's call it. We're calling it even after that. <laughs> I think so. I don't know who Huker Properties I don't is care. or why he owes 100000 uh, I don't care. They probably owned the house Iris was living in. And the Trail Club of Oregon. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, go, whatever. 168000 the, the scouts will help you to build another trail. Yeah. You're going to move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the scouts, you've got an interesting oh, story there, don't too. Don't even start with me. I know you love the scouts. And you really don't. Of yourself, but I, your your wife does, and my, and my, your son, and my does. son does, yeah. And he's close to his eagle. Yeah, right? he's going to be another month or so. <laughs> does he have all the merit badges? He's got all the merit badges. He's gonna he's gonna have to. He's been working at a scout camp all summer uh, here in Texas, yeah. so that's going to slow the process down. So it's going to be after summer. But okay, uh, he's ready to go. He's, so you know he's what, already uh, started. What the project's going to be? Yeah, he's refurbishing a uh, an old. Uh, uh, cemetery in uh south lake florida or oh. south lake texas okay and, uh so they're re- he's it's a common project the, he's redoing all the uh, gravestones and uh, that's nice. making a virtual map of who's buried where and oh cool yeah it's really cool all right well uh you know w- when the when it's time for the project uh give somebody else a call <laughs> i'm sure they'll help you out no, but i've already sent a card <laughs> i already sent a card to have you come over and <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I've uh, got a toothbrush to clean reason, the headstone with yeah, your the name mail, on it. Mail doesn't come to my house anymore. So What's that? I'm no, but pretty sure I won't get that. Uh, I just sent it. I just sent it to uh, P. Gray, Texas. Yeah, that's well, it's shut down. It's supposed to. I, I don't have email right anymore either. I don't have email or snail mail where I live. I don't know. It's they've shut down all those services. So, <laughs> but but give me a call, you know, or text or whatever. Really, thanks. Uh, that's awful nice of you. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to tell you about this scouting story, though. That's coming up. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy coming up. Glenn Beck, Pat Gray, and uh, Jeffy on the Glenn Beck program for him this week. He's on vacation, <laughs> talking about this uh, world scouting event. Got to tell you about this in a second. Um, I was not a fan of scouts huh. when I was a kid. Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't want to do it. I, w- I went to some of the meetings and they were tying knots. And frankly, <laughs> I wasn't the least bit interest- interested in learning how to tie we, knots. We do have that in common. And I will never forget the first camp out I went on because uh, I avoided them like the plague. I got a, I got a football game. I got a tennis match. I can't do that. I, finally, my parents, I think, forced me to go on one of these uh, camp outs. Keep in mind, Montana in October, November. And outside, Just outside the mean streets. And my family's not a camping family. And yeah, just outside, the, but way outside the mean streets. <laughs> We're up with the caribou. Right. And it's 
cold. And I brought some skimpy little sleeping bag that was good to about 84 degrees. And it wasn't exactly sufficient. And fortunately, I had a really good friend who knew that I was uh, completely inept at camping. And he brought some extra stuff to save my life. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here with you now. I would have frozen to death that night. My first camp out as a a boy scout, because you had to be a, a, a... Weeblo and then a Boy Scout, mm-hmm. which I didn't want to be part of because right. of the uh, just of camping. I was forced to camp as a little kid, mm-hmm. and I didn't care for it. Yeah, I, so I went on a polar bear. That's winter in Michigan, right? They take you up to a river and they you get out and, and you jump into the you, river. No, you do not. Oh, okay. I, I mean, you almost so they don't get that. Stupid. There was one kid, uh, one fat kid that almost fell in the river that weekend on his weekend. Oh, <laughs> was yeah. there a fat yeah, kid? There was that... a fat kid almost fell in the river. Huh. But then they bring out <laughs> the only reason the hazing is the good scouts <laughs> of clear the, fat the kid? land yeah. and they put the straw down and they put the blanket down. And yeah, they, they know the what they're doing. Down. Yeah, the hazing becomes when they're going to let the fat kid just sleep on the ice and i am so impressed freeze to death or put a hot rock in his sleeping bag oh that'll keep you warm oh that'll keep you warm no no it won't keep you warm i you am... know it'll keep you warm oh i know the fire oh don't get too close otherwise you'll melt the bottom of your boots fat kid <laughs> isn't that funny your empathy for this fat kid is impressive jeffy so you you were really concerned oh, for the fat kid. i am concerned for that That's kid surprises me that you cared that much about well, the fat kid. Uh, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> Who would have guessed? I know. I Who would have uh, guessed? So, I mean, some I care. Wow, I moved. I care. I moved. I that uh, you did care about the fat well, kid. I did. I did being care hazed. about the fat kid that was being hazed. Uh, well, I this did. is this is interesting. The Boy Scouts now have decided. Of course, uh, they made a lot of decisions lately, and now they've uh, made yet another one. There is a mandate that all their participants of their global gathering coming up yeah. will be distributed condoms. Yeah. You don't have to use them. <laughs> so at the World Scout Jamboree, there, there's mandatory condom distribution. For the first time, a World Jamboree will be hosted by the three national scout organizations, Scouts Canada, Scouts of Mexico, Boy Scouts of America. These three distinct cultures will join together to host World Scouting Community in a celebration of culture yeah. exchange, I mean, I mutual understanding, the for the peace, and friendship, and apparently sex because they're distributing condoms. And then they wonder why our church pulled out. That might have something to do with it. I don't know. Jeez. So you're against safe sex? <laughs> Is what you're telling me? That's what I heard? Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed and uh, Jeffy for Glenn this week. Uh, you can join me, by the way, on Pat Gray Unleashed every day, 12 Eastern, the Blaze Radio and TV Network. Uh, we were talking about this 15-year-old kid. It's, it kind of accidentally started a forest fire that burned 48,000 acres in Oregon. Well, I mean, you know, it was a stupid thing to do. Throw yes. firecrackers you, you into would, a canyon. You would think that uh, you know someone would be smart enough to not throw fireworks into a, you know a canyon where the you would hope so, yeah, kindling. But you know, as uh, seriously, uh, on a serious note, all fifteen-year-olds do something stupid. No question. Now, hopefully, you don't do a forty-eight thousand-acre burn. Yeah, stupid. And granted, there are consequences for actions. Yes, absolutely. It's just a thirty-six million dollars seems a bit exorbitant for a fifteen-year-old kid. It does. 
uh, uh, there's mean, no way you can pay that. No, and we've already we've gone down the list of uh, of people who he owes money to now, according to the the court. Yeah, and uh, Iris Shank gets the five grand, and the rest of the people suck wind. That's the way it goes. At least that's the way we kind of laid it out. <laughs> Iris was renting a home, yeah. and uh, so she was awarded five thousand dollars because the rented home she was in burned down. Right. So you're Every- welcome to your five thousand. Everybody else. Everybody else, all state, You're Oregon out. State Parks, U.S. Full Forest Service, and probably not getting their money. Union Pacific Railroad, sorry. Yeah. But uh, Sean in Oregon, maybe she can shed some light on this. Uh, welcome, Sean, to the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, oh, boy. I just wanted to uh, to point out that, I mean, they, it took thousands of people to fight that fire. I mean... You guys made a little bit of fun of the the fire service and how much yes. money goes to them, but literally, it's it, it costs. And granted, I know it you know, does. I mean, oh, absolutely, I know it does. But yeah, like it, it was millions of dollars to fight that fire, yeah. and then the whole you know what you don't want is you don't want some uh, weenie sentence. Oh, here's some community service for like putting lives in danger. They had 153 uh, hikers trapped on that trail. Wow! Really? The winds, the winds are high. Did they make it uh, out? They're, they're, Did they make it out, Sean? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, good. They, they 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 got them, but I mean, you know, the the you put lives in danger. It's yeah, right. Really yeah, you did. Through there, if you're no question with it at all, and yeah. not only innocent uh, lives, but lives of the people working trying to put the fire out. So I mean, mm-hmm. there's no question. Yeah, I understand. And, and then the the question of the you know thirty six million. No, he's never going to pay that, but he he put a safety valve in there. So you know, if he doesn't win Powerball. Uh, you know, after 10 years, assuming that he completes his probation and, and stays compliant with whatever payment plan, which, you know, who, it could be a hundred bucks. I mean, they'll probably set it up proportional to whatever he's, he's making. Yeah. Uh, it goes away. Oh, I, that so, wasn't well, part of the story at all. Story. Any of the Where did you see I that? Read. Is that, is that what they're saying locally? Yeah, it's in the Oregonian. Okay. I mean, all right. Uh, it says uh, well, the he also cited safety valves in state law, including one that allows payments to stop after 10 years if a juvenile defendant completes probation, doesn't commit other offenses, and complies with payments. Right, because the probation is five so, years, and he's got uh, you know just you know 1,900 hours of community service. This is yeah. a lot of community service. So, it certainly is. <laughs> yes. I mean, the, the point is, like I said, if he, if he wins the lottery, great. You know, yeah, otherwise, yeah. odds are decent that you know, somebody's going to look at that and go, whatever you know 10 Very years true. you're you're a reasonable citizen here it goes away yeah uh you know yes is it obnoxious yes but let's just be realistic about some of the real costs i don't think those oh exactly you're right is. and uh, appreciate the call thanks sean uh we're not trying to minimize no and we were the not. damage or the or i most definitely was not yeah. i was i was actually i was really making fun of the 36 million dollars it seemed yeah, you know, cause, ridiculous because obviously nobody could pay that well no. bill gates could pay it off uh, Mark Zuckerberg could pay it off, and maybe but they will. Maybe they'll kid, feel bad not. for the kid, you know, and and pay it off. For <laughs> yeah, him. no question. Maybe they help him out. Triple eight seven two seven back. We've got this agonizing story about what happened at a Ken- Kendrick Lamar uh, concert. Big rapper Kendrick Lamar is he? He's one of the one of the big rappers yeah. in America, right? He's a pretty big star. And I guess, like so many performers, he brings audience members up on stage with him 
to rap his songs. Keep in mind, they're rapping his, his songs. songs with his lyrics. And uh, here's what happened when he invited uh, one uh, young girl up on stage. What's your name? Delaney. Make some noise for Delaney right now. I rules and clips all got along. They probably got me down by the end of the song. That's right. Seems like the whole city go against me. Every time I'm in the street, I hear... Yo, boy. Uh, okay, they stop her. She's singing the song. Audience is booing. She has no idea what the problem is. A lot of swearing going on. She's talking about the previous guy. You got to bleep one single word, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Dad, do it. Yeah, you did it. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Should she stay up here, y'all? No, please keep me up here. I got you. I'll try. I'm used to the Okay, we've heard enough. Uh, I get, get the gist. She, he invites people up on stage. The first guy rapped the song with him. And skipped the N-word. The girl, who is white, rapped the song and included his lyrics, which include the N-word three or four times in a row. And she skipped the first one. And, right? The first yeah. time she skipped it. So she was she was thinking to herself, I've got to skip it. So it's uh, man down, where are you from, uh, N-word. F, who you know, where are you from, my N-word. So, right. Where your grandma stay, huh, my N-word. Where my grandma stay? Wait, what is does my grandma have to do with this? We, maybe we should look into that too. What is that weirdness? What are you talking about? My grandmother is none of your business, Kendrick. Where my grandma stay? What? This mad city, I run my n word. Okay, these are his lyrics. That's his song. He wrote those into it, and she's expected not to say them when he invites her upstage to on stage to sing his song. Ridiculous. And she's tormented by the audience and, uh, you know, called all manner of hateful things. Apologizing because she goes, oh, did I do it? Yeah, because she got comfortable singing the song that she knows. That's the way she sings it every day because guess what? That's the way the song is. And if you don't want people singing the N-word, don't put it in your song. What do you think happens when the song comes on the radio? White people just say, oh, I can't say that. In the comfort of their own car. They, they can't do that? Of course they're singing along with your song. How is it possible that this is this kind of double standard is perfectly acceptable? And you could tell the audience fully accepts that double standard. Yeah, Kendrick can say it. Uh, I guess if he brought a black person up on stage, they could say it. But this white girl can't say it. Ridiculous. Well, then don't put it in the lyrics. You can't have it both ways, at least as far as I'm concerned. No way. And they want it both ways. And then uh, here's another thought. Uh, if we're going to make that a big deal, Kendrick, uh, you're asking for it by bringing white people up on stage to rap your songs. Yeah. I mean, unless you tell them it beforehand, 
hey, look, only I can say the N-word. You can't. So skip that word. Okay. He didn't do that. He stopped after she said it multiple times. And then he's like, oh, you got you to gotta edit this. Then why'd you put it in there? Why did you put it in there? And let me ask you again. Why do you want to know where my grandma stay? What's that all about? That's none of your business, where my grandma stay. <laughs> You're maybe reading too much into that. I don't know. <laughs> Both my grandmas stay in heaven. That's where they are. Okay, Kendrick, oh, if you must see. know. See, why'd he bring that see. up? He brings that painful. Wow. And uh, then you bring it up. It reminds me of my grandma's dead. So. Yeah. Both of them or just yeah. one? Okay. Yeah, we lost them. Yeah, they're both gone. We lost them. And it's only been, I don't know, 50, 60. Well, in one case, 80 years. But uh, still, you know, still, it's still painful. Yeah, it's too soon, too soon, <laughs> too soon to be asking me where my grandma stay. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Okay, uh, still thinking about this just bizarre rap incident. The thing is amazing. It's, it just fascinates me how we're supposed to not say the word, and we've the you know the rap community, uh, people like Jay Z. Is he the king of the rap community? I guess I, I don't know. I suppose so. He believes that you know we've hip hop has taken the word and flipped it to use as a, a word of empowerment. But to bring someone up on stage, I don't buy that. I don't know that I buy it either, but, uh, well, you know, okay, so. Uh, but that's I, I how they justify it. Uh, right. So, okay, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. But then you put it in your music and you bring people up on stage to perform while you take a break instead of you continuing your show. Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid you do the whole show without bringing anybody else up on stage to do your work. Right. And uh, the, I know one of the tweets during the show from uh, at also Stephen King. Uh, so he's like. Do you know it? And she's trying to act all baller, saying, man, I got you. So he starts to track, and she gets to the first N-word of the song, and she doesn't say it. So I breathe a sigh of relief. Now then, you know, on, onward we go to the rest of it where she ended up using the word because she was nervous and realized she shouldn't say it. But then mm-hmm. she decided as she felt more comfortable singing the song the way she normally sings it in her bedroom in her car in her kitchen at uh, wherever she's at by herself because she loves the song that's because she knows it so well she sings it the way it it's heard sings it the way it's written and by kendrick and now we're supposed to be mad about that no no honey no it's a crazy world just upside down just unbelievable by the way uh this also took me a little bit aback Kendrick Lamar won a Pulitzer Prize for music. Did you just say it took you back? It did. I yes, I'm a little surprised. But you uh, that rapper Kendrick the, Lamar has segment, a Pulitzer Prize in, in the segment before this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I heard those poignant lyrics. You should have known the lyrics. And I don't know if it's for that song or all songs in general. Maybe somebody can enlighten me on that. I'm not as up on my Kendrick Lamar Pulitzer Prize information as I should be. I mean, I, I, I find it I difficult be. to believe that you read lyrics from one of his songs and then are are fr- I, surprised <laughs> at his Pulitzer. Yes. <laughs> well, he's been called a voice of the generation. That's what he is. Well, that's clear. Mixes hip-hop with poetry and political protest. This is wonderful stuff. It's common subjects of race, police brutality, right, and perseverance. Made right. his songs the anthem 
of the Black Lives Matter movement in the United States. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, that's great. <laughs> that is just, that's great. I'm glad he's got a Pulitzer. But, you know, for poignant lyrics like we just read you a few minutes ago, <laughs> clearly those are deserving of very high praise and honor. And 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 you're right, Jeffy. I shouldn't have been surprised. Uh, thank you. Should thank not you. have been surprised. In fact, not only should he get a Pulitzer Prize, he should get a Nobel Prize for peace for what he, what this man is doing because it's extraordinary. Well, I'll tell you one thing that uh, I didn't realize that he had the Pulitzer either because I was just well, going by the uh, the song that he was that we were playing. Yeah, um, a Mad I, City. I, I'm not really surprised uh, that he's not in the Rock Hall of Fame yet. If he's not, he will be before foreigner. Mark my words. <laughs> so we got that going for I us. Mean, it would, it sadly, uh, I'd like to say that that's not true, but I don't know that. It <laughs> you don't know that it is. No. I, I mean, we stumbled into a, an interesting fact the other day on uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, my show that immediately follows this on the Blaze Radio and TV network. Uh, but we were talking about uh, Johnny Cash for some reason. I don't, I don't remember he Johnny Cash, hardcore country music guy. The Johnny, is, the Johnny Cash is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Both, he's one of the. Few he's also in both. the Country yeah. Hall of Fame. He's also in the Songwriting Hall of Fame. I mean, he's, he's in he's all three. Johnny Cash, man, all he three. That's with the Man in Black. Foreigner, no, not so much. An actual rock band that's actually sold eighty million albums, multiple hits. Uh, if I remember correctly, Johnny Cash has sold like ninety million. He's probably sold more than Foreigner. But not of rock and roll music. <laughs> just, oh wait, that, that's right. It's the rock call. It's a sham, <laughs> right? Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Let's go to Eric in Indiana. Eric, you're on uh, the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy. Good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, uh, first time caller, and I wanted to make a comment on the Boy Scouts. Okay. I'm an Eagle Scout. Both of my sons are Eagle Scouts. Nice. Congratulations. Just thanks. But it breaks my heart to see the values of our nation dwindle to away. And, and here's a yeah. you know, an organization that's been around for you know a hundred years, and yeah. now it's it's sad. Locked. It lost our way, and we're 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 stumbling. They have, and they've made some really amazing decisions in the last few years that I never believed the Boy Scouts of America would make. Oh, I, I agree, and I, I think that's one of the biggest reasons that you saw all the churches pull out of pull the Boy out. Scouts, and now yeah. to see, you know, administering condoms at a worldwide jamboree. It's crazy. I, I know I know the motto is be prepared, but that's taking it a little too far. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. That's one. Hey, have, uh, you too. That's one thing that the Boy Scouts shouldn't be prepared for because it shouldn't be happening. On a world scouting campout, but here's the interesting aspect: is uh, I mean, aren't you going out in the wilderness somewhere and camping? Who are you? Not for the of course they have a, not for the big jamboree. You're not. They have allowed uh, girls in. Maybe that's their concern. No. First of all, the girls are separate. They allowed scout. The Boy Scouts are no longer the Boy Scouts. They're yes, just they no, they're the, the Scouts, Scouts no. of America. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. What are you talking about? No, there aren't. Yes, they are. They're still the Boy Scouts. No, they're not. Yeah. They have changed their name. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, you really pissed me off now. <laughs> this really ticked me off now. <laughs> 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 it's 
the girls are separate. It's a separate thing. What do you it's mean? Not the, the boys and the girls are not together when you look at the facts. But that's okay. Well, they it changed their matter. name. It's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at your little fight I'm, I'm over the Boy right Scout. Now, it's fine. As, as you can beat up on them all you want. Oh, here's the first story I get to WashingtonPost.com. Uh, Boy Scouts change their name yeah, with didn't. girls soon to join their ranks. They're still Boy Scouts. They're not. Okay. <laughs> They're not for 108 years. Here's the story. Okay. Washington Post. The Boy Scouts of America flagship program has been known simply as the Boy Scouts. With girls soon entering the ranks, the group says that name will change. Organization on Wednesday announced that the Boy Scouts, the program for 11 to 17-year-olds, will now be Scouts BSA. Jeff Fisher, put that in your pipe. Okay, I did. And smoke it. I did. Okay. So, I'm sorry, who was right here? Scouts BSA seems to be a different name than Boy Scouts. Is it just me? Just you. (laughs) Just you. But again, you know, it's it's disappointing because the Scouts, Boy Scouts stood for traditional values. And yes, they did. it seems that in the last 15 years or so, uh, they've they threw those traditional values out the window and uh, they allowed all kinds of things now. And so it's just a darn shame. Yeah, darn shame. Because my sons, two, my, two of my sons, uh, were very close to their Eagle Scout. They both became Life Scouts and were just a few merit badges and their Eagle Project away from Eagle Scouts and then just totally lost interest. Just didn't want to oh, anymore. things. Yeah. I mean, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. to me. I don't know anymore. I mean. 888-727. Back. Uh, this Kendrick Lamar rap concert story gets more agonizing with each passing second. I was just reading some of the tweets about it, and all good. Oh, all wonderful. Okay, all wonderful okay, and good. insightful. Insight. The, the wisdom being imparted on Twitter uh, <laughs> cannot be overstated. It's just so so helpful. Um. Then, as I scroll down to uh, somebody who calls themselves Jason L. on Twitter, he says, uh, apparently, y'all haven't seen these videos that pop up every every time he pulls a white chick up on stage. This whole tour, this happens every time. Do it on purpose. He encourages it. First time I've seen this reaction, just saying. So... He wants it to happen so he can make his statement every single yep. time. It's despicable. It sure is. This is ridiculous. If, but if, okay, the claim is now on the N-word that the N-word has been taken back and repositioned and that's, it's now positive. Right. But only if black people say it. Right. Uh, uh, come on now. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> I... The situation with this word has gotten so ludicrous. I it's it's hard to even put it into words how ludicrous this whole situation is. Triple eight seven two seven back. I would like to see the other uh, videos on this that I've apparently missed where this keeps happening. 
pretty interesting. Uh, Charlie in Mississippi, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy. They uh, just wanted to set some some records straight on the Boy Scouts okay. of America transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so when this thing was was created, when this whole drive to to move to the the segregation of boys and girls, and 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 the evolution of, of things that have happened over the course of years. Mm-hmm. So th- this is the real reason why this is happening. So number one, when uh, this this emerging um, boys and girls come together, they are not. They will be separated. So if there's a group of of females that want to participate in boy, the Boy Scouts. They would have the option of doing that, but it would be in their own separate group. Yeah, they're right. they're not, not camping being, together. Though. Right. Well, they right. they right they 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 do project. They could do projects together, but they come back to their own group. Correct. Exactly was my understanding. And, yes. And, yes. Exactly. And it's things that that that's really missing from this in 2018. If you think of all the pressure from the media and all the social pressure from these activists and whatnot. Think of the crushing weight mm-hmm. on on the Boy Scouts of America by these these left wing um, either media groups or activists to to participate in inclusion. Think about on a uh, a call standpoint if if the Boy Scouts of America did not take this position, and I I promise you this was not their intention, but it was the they were in a rock in a hard place. They had no other option other than fighting this this momentum with throwing dollars and dollars, and eventually would would crush the Boy Scouts of America out of existence. And that's the problem that we face. Is you know it wasn't that they wanted to do it; it was the weight of this. And then you couple that with the fact of you know when the Girl Scouts was created, it was founded upon the 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 premise that that males went to the workforce and females stayed at home and and, and so the Girl Scouts was kind of a glorified home economics class right so you you did these treats you'd learn how to take care of laundry and cook and, and sell cookies but now in twenty eighteen you know there's dual income earners right so if you are a female in in say you're a senior. What is what is one of the one number one things you can have on your college resume is an Eagle Scout. Right. Well, there was mm-hmm. not there was not there was not a path for those females to to have those same type of recognitions as males. So, you know, once again, I think it's I think it's the evolution of of society coupled that with the the crushing weight of these these activist groups and and everything sure. in between i don't think it's i think honestly well, it's I, yeah, i've never said I, i'm not saying that the boy scouts wanted to do these things i'm saying they've caved in to all of these things yes. we're all under pressure i mean we're all under pressure every single day believe me uh there are special interest groups that are hammering on virtually everybody but don't you if you have integrity don't you hold out if you believe in certain principles, don't you hold out? Do, do you have Do you have a daughter? Of course what, I do. I've got three of them. And, and what if your daughter came to you and said she wanted to be Eagle Scout? I'd say, well, uh, there's not a mechanism for that. Do something else. I mean, there's plenty of other things you can do besides being an Eagle Scout. This was created 
to be a thing for boys. Now, if somebody wants to create something similar for girls, create something similar for girls. I mean, we've got Girl Scouts. The fact that they don't do what the boys do isn't the fault of the Boy Scouts. Then change your program at the Girl Scouts. If if there's such a clamor for girls wanting to be Eagle Scouts, create it. The Boy Scouts are under no obligation to do that. Right. Well, which is really what what he's saying is that the Boy Scouts did. They created it. Well, no, they just caved in to the pressure and and just decided to uh, make it a boys and girls organization, which, you know, whatever. But there are groups that aren't going to accept that. And so, you know, if you're going to change your principles after 108 years, there's going to be some repercussions. And and to me, appreciate the call, Charlie. I, I get it. You're a you're a Boy Scout fan, and there's a lot of Boy Scout fans. Um, but you know, hold out, stand up. It's we're all under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, society is under pressure and that's why you're seeing all the cracks in it. Um, I mean, we're all under pressure not to say certain things, not to do certain things, not to believe certain things. You got to change your religious points of view. Uh, or be persecuted for it. Um, yeah, you got to stand up to it, right? I mean, that's our problem. Is that because of the pressure, everybody caves? You don't have to. You don't have to. It's just easier to cave. It's just easier to say, yeah, there's, eh, there's too much going on now. Yeah, times have changed. Eh, okay, they don't have a program. Let's just let them in our program. Well, that's not what that's not the way it was set up. And and girls could create their own thing because up until recently, girls weren't part of the Boy Scouts. Maybe they should have. It would have been a different organization though. But if they, you know, if if they would have said that at the beginning, all boys, all girls, uh whatever, come on in. I don't know. You just, I mean, Girl Scouts should have accommodated girls if they want to be Eagle Scouts. Well, obviously they weren't, though, right? They they didn't. And that's not the Boy Scouts' fault. Well, I know that, but it's not they didn't. their obligation to make it okay for the Girl Scouts. <laughs> and just so we're clear, right? Pat Gray. Yes. Just so we're clear. Okay, be clear. Uh, the umbrella organization uh-huh. over Cub Scouts and Scouts. Uh, retains its name, Boy Scouts of America. Okay, but the Scouts okay. are the Scouts. The PSA. umbrella organization. I don't know about the umbrella organization. Okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever. So, and all I know is, so they're handing out con- condoms at their world event. Is that because of pressure too? Probably. Yeah, probably. Well, you're being pressured on that too. Well, who are they going to have sex with if the girls aren't there? Um. Uh, what what's going on? Are you seriously asking that question? <laughs> what's going on? So, because you changed your policy on homosexuality, now you're encouraging act, acting on things. I I don't know what is that. That is bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre to me. <laughs> and again, they're not encouraging. <laughs> if you're handing it out, well, it's I mean, like okay, we know you're going to do something, so do it safely. Well, wait a minute. Well, just in case, are we just at a jamboree? <laughs> What? This used to be about canoeing and hiking. Now it's about sex. Safe sex. All right. Okay. 
that's not the organization i thought it was and that's you know that's why they've they've run into the uh uh, situations they've run into uh commenting on the condom policy john stemberger president of the florida family policy council wrote it's not clear how far down the rabbit hole the boy scouts will continue to fall now it's becoming clear it's becoming pretty clear they're going to go all the way to the bottom of the rabbit hole um they're just going to continue to cave it looks like right because it's too hard triple eight seven two seven beck more pat and jeffy coming up for glenn on the glenn beck program it's pat and jeffy for glenn this week triple eight seven two seven beck according to a democrat from texas al green if americans give the house of representatives back to democrats this november one of the first things that will happen is the impeachment of president donald trump he said wow i hope they run on that i do too because if I, they I run they're on gonna that, win running no on that. way if they run on that they lose i i mean at least i believe that for sure i i, I think no so one, too no one wants that no one wants that there's a good likelihood there will be articles of impeachment brought against trump green said Here's a point that I think is salient and one that ought to be referenced. Every member of the House is accorded the opportunity. I think he means afforded the opportunity, but uh, to bring up impeachment, this is not something the Constitution has bestowed upon leadership. It's something every member has the right and privilege of doing, and they fully intend to do it, apparently. So keep that in mind this November. Good for them. President Trump's them. been tweeting that out as well. I know he has. If the Democrats get get uh, control of the House, look for impeachment. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes. And yeah. I, you know, I don't think that they can win on that. I don't know. I, I don't I, think so either. You know, I don't know what Netflix has to do to make me go away, but they're trying. <laughs> Are they? I don't know what point they read it takes to get me to go away from them, but they're trying. <laughs> First, they gave me Letterman. Yeah. Oh. They've got Jane Fonda doing a show. And now they've just signed this multi-year what Jane Fonda deal. Doing? She's with, oh, I can't remember the name of it now. I haven't even watched it. I can't bring myself to even watch it. Is it, it a series? Yes, yeah, series. A Netflix series. A comedy series. Oh, wow. A, a Netflix agonizing. original starring Jane Fonda? Agonizing. Oof. The Obamas have just signed a multi-year oh, yeah. deal oh, to make shows and movies for Netflix. Uh, since Again, when are the Obamas uh, entertainment specialists? Uh, because they're Michelle and Barack. Well, look at her arms. Have you ever seen her arms? I, She's got incredible I, arms. The fantastic I, again, arms. I don't know what uh, the content is going to be produced <laughs> by Higher Ground Productions. Oh, man, I can't. I just cannot wait. Yeah, uh, I mean, TV it's... shows and movies produced by Barack and Michelle oh, Obama. It's going to be so good. Oh, that's a dream come that's true. good. Obama said... Does it say what they're paying him for this? No, there was no mention of I'd love to know. Do you know? Well, you know it's way too much. Oh, it's a lot. Much. It's a fortune. It's way too much. I mean, it's uh, worth every penny. Did I say that? I don't... Again, I don't know what Netflix has mm. to do uh, to make me go away because I do enjoy some of their... Uh, you know, a lot of their original content uh, very much. And they're spending a boatload of more money on original content. Billions. But... Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I can't. No, I can't. I can't. I could. I could barely make it. I did not make it all the way through the uh, Letterman Obama interview. 
And uh, don't make me, don't make me have to pass by Obama stuff every day, please. Please, dear Lord, no. Uh, just Letterman's look is enough <laughs> to avoid that show. Nah, I mean, it's okay. Uh, I mean, I kind, I still kind of have a. Soft oh my place. gosh, I still have a soft place in my heart for Dave. Uh, that he uh, drives me insane. Uh, but yeah, I, I, still have a I soft. lost that soft place <laughs> a long time ago. Long time ago. I mean, he comes across that interview with Jay Z was kind of agonizing. I sat through that, and Jay Z, you know, brought as they sit down. Jay Z brought up something about the uh, housekeepers and the nannies, and Dave had a funny look on his face. And Jay Z's like, "Oh, we're not supposed to talk about the help, Dave." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Mister Income Inequality, you shouldn't be. Uh, right. uh, I liked uh, when he was talking with uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. That was pretty interesting. Uh, do you do you do you do uh, Trump stuff when you go out? No, no, it doesn't interest me. I, I do a lot of raisin stuff. <laughs> a lot of what? Raisins. I have a lot of raisin material because you know you have the Sun Made Company, uh! <laughs> and then you have the Raisinette people. Yeah, that's right. And you're going to go with the sun-made people. Well, I just think it's interesting that after 80 years, sun-made finally went, hey, why don't we put some chocolate on it? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, imagine not thinking of that for 80, 80 years. years. That's really funny. That's great stuff from Jerry Seinfeld because he's not playing along with the game. Uh, no, David was pissed and, about it, too. And Letterman's trying to goad him in he to sure bashing is. Trump. Bad. And he wouldn't do it. Nah, that doesn't interest me. Not going to do that. I'm going to talk about raisins. <laughs> that's why people love jerry seinfeld that's exactly his right. show never got into that stuff i mean they just made fun of things uh and uh it turned out pretty well for him yes it did yeah all right we'll see you back here uh tomorrow and of course on pat unleashed next on the blaze radio and tv network glenn back mercury